Welcome to the Bruins Benders Podcast, episode 29. Bruins and Hurricanes game to recap with Maddie and Smitty, brought to you on our new home. The Inside the Rink Podcast Network, insidetherink.com, is your one stop shop for all your NHL news, insight, and analysis. Follow on Twitter at inside underscore the underscore rink and download the new Inside the Rink app to get everything on the website right on your phone. And now Smitty has a quick word from our new show sponsor and friends of Inside the Rink, BetUS. BetUS has your NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year of live betting. Sign up at BetUS.com with the promo code RINK for 125% sign-up bonus. Again, that is BETUS.com. And use the promo code RANK for your 125% sign-up bonus. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry. BetUS. You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. Well, here we go. Game 2 recap wasn't exactly what I expected. I thought the Bruins would potentially win this game. Uh, All in all, it was the same script in the beginning as Game 1. Dominate. At one point, outshot the Carolina Hurricanes eight to two, and all of a sudden you're down two to nothing. And I think overall, you know, aside from the officiating and the penalties, and uh, you know the third line disappearing and Lindholm getting hurt, all in all, your best players are letting you down. And I think you know Brad Marchand and and David Pasternak have just been pretty much absent and. Sebastian Ajo and Sebastianikov and Tara Vina and the best players on the Hurricanes are completely outplaying your best players. And I think that that's really what it comes down to. I think that's absolutely true. I think the Bruins did have a good first, uh, you know, 10, 12 minutes. Then Pasta, you know, runs, Ranta. Uh, I don't know. It seemed kind of more like <laughs> internal contact. And Pasta thought the shot was going to hit him, got his hands up. And then he kind of finished with his hands. But, you know, like... Kane's player skates by and like kicks him in the head while he's down. Um, But you know, that's neither here nor there. Uh, (laughs) uh, But it lights a fire in the Canes uh, after uh, Ranta leaves and, you know, they get two quick goals uh, after the goalie change. Um, The Bruins only had one or two shots on the Canes goalie for a long time. Uh, Kachetkov, I think is his name. Yeah. just just bad hockey. I mean, it looks over. The Bruins have lost uh, 14 straight when they've trailed by two or more goals at any point in, in a game. Um, they were 0 for the season when they trailed by, by 3 at any point in the game. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's just embarrassing at this point, and I'm starting to think that the Bees are not going to win a game in this series. I, I agree. It, it doesn't look very good. The only saving grace, I think, is that... There are a couple of things. One is, over the years, especially the recent years, Bruins have been a fairly resilient team. Um, I think they can find some motivation in Lindholm getting hurt and and the way it went down tonight uh, with the officiating and it just felt like they were climbing uphill all game. Um, I think they're probably embarrassed by by the results the last two games. So I think that that could play into a much better effort in game three at home. You know, get the crowd behind them. They have to score first. I mean, they have to get on the board uh, at home, get the crowd in it, 
keep the crowd in it. Uh, and then I think they have a fighting chance to win game three. There was some silver lining in the end that they did score a couple of goals. Um, they did score a power play goal and they got, you know, they got some traffic in front of the net, but they're just not getting enough into the high danger areas. Carolina is very good at it and they just don't get enough, you know, bodies in front. Carolina just constantly has bodies in front of all Mark. And even in the goal, the second, I think it was the second goal. They showed it from the shot from the guy who was taking the shot. And it was three Carolina hurricanes just standing there like tree trunks in, in front of Elmark. And then the tip goal and there was really no resistance. Um, so that, you know, they, the Bruins need to get into those high danger areas and then clean up some rebounds and, and try to score some goals. But it does look like it's um, a real uphill battle now, especially with Lindholm Hurt. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it's not a, it's not a good scene. Now you have Mike Riley probably getting back in playing with Carlo, I would assume. And now, boy, now that's scary. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not, it's not good. I mean, losing Lindholm really, really hurts them. Uh, not that mm-hmm. they were, you know, good enough. I don't think anyway. Um, but the silver lining was that they did keep fighting. They did score. Uh, Bergeron scored a couple of goals, and they did outshoot the Canes 17-9 in the third. So mm-hmm. a little bit of a silver mm-hmm. lining that maybe you can have some of that carry over to Friday uh, at home. You know, Friday night game, the crowd's going to be lubed. The crowd's going to want blood. So if the Bruins mm-hmm. can come out and start fast, and like you said, they need a lead. Like they need they to get a lead. Like if, if, you, if there was a key to the game or to the series from now on, you got to score first. You have to. You have to. Yeah. You, you just, you just, there's, there's no, they can't play uh, from behind and play catch up hockey against this team. They're the best defensive te- uh, team in the league for a reason. So you mm-hmm. really, you really have to score first if you, if you want any chance at all. Yeah, you do. I mean, I think that that's uh, the number one thing. If they go down early, then it could be lights out. Uh, all right, Seven Chirps Playoff Edition, sponsored by Lops Brewing. Lops is a brewery and tasting room in downtown Woonsocket, Rhode Island, specializing in small batch ales and lagers. It's open seven days a week. You can use the coupon code SPORTS to get 10% off your online order. Go to lopsbrewing.com and follow them on social media at Lops Brewing for new beers and events. Chirp number one, only six teams had fewer third-period goals than the Bruins over the course of the season. None of those teams are in the playoffs. <laughs> so they are the, the, the one playoff team that has the least amount of third-period goals. And you mentioned it just now. They have to get in front because they're not a great team with coming back from behind. No, they're 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 terrible at it. As a matter of fact, right? Uh, right. I I read you the stats earlier. So fourteen straight, where they've been down by two at any point in the game, they've lost them all. So four mm-hmm. oh and four oh for their last fourteen there, and then any down by three at any point this year, and they have not come back to win. Right. So you, you have to have a lead if you yeah. want any chance at all. Have to. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, chart number two. Was the Sebastianikov hit on Hampus Lundholm dirty, in your opinion? I am right on the line on this. Like, I watched it live, and I, and I thought it was a clean hit. I thought it was a clean yeah. hit. I thought it was a, yeah. a brutal hit, but I thought it was clean. Yeah. And then I've watched a couple of the angles. Uh, there's one where it does look like he kind of shoulder follows through like right into his chin. Mm-hmm. So I think it's right, right on the edge. 
I think it's right on the edge. And being the playoffs, I don't think he'll see anything for it. I don't think he'll see any discipline at all. I honestly... I think it's clean. I think it's brutal, and I think it's hard, and I think it's tough. Uh, Lindholm has his head down, and he hits him shoulder to chest and then drives up. But some of that is, you know, when you hit a guy that hard, you have to stay on your feet. You know, you're not going to lose body control. So some of that is that, too. Now, look, Sveshikov is, you know, later in the game, he goes knee-to-knee sort of with McAvoy. And it looks like you saw him and mm-hmm. kind of just kept his knee in there. Mm-hmm. So so there is a little bit of that with Sebastian Goff. And I know he is trying to not I don't know about target, No, he is but he does have he does have a purpose. Yeah, he has a mean streak and he plays on yes. the edge. So he I I yeah. he was in I he was trying to hurt Lindholm. I mean, there's no two sure. ways about it. It was a blindside yeah. hit. He didn't see him coming. He was trying to hurt him. I mean, there's right. no doubt about it. Right. He did it cleanly for the you know right on the edge of clean, whatever. Um, And the McAvoy thing, like, I don't know. I don't know what his intentions were there, but he clearly looked like he saw him. I mean, he's, he's Mm. circling back right towards him. McAvoy's backing up, looking in the other direction. So Mm. it clearly looks like he sees him and goes, you know, knee on knee. So he's, Mm. you know, it's kind of stealing my thunder for a little later in the show, but he's, Mm. he's trying to take out the Bruins top pair single-handedly. Looks like he is. He's trying to, and they're targeting those, those two for sure because if you lose one of those two, they know that the Bruins are extremely thin in the blue line. They know that the rest of the, you know, the other two pairs are, you know, okay, but they're not, they, they definitely can be had. And then anybody, you know, Mike Riley and Josh Brown coming in is, you know, not good enough. So they know that. I mean, they know that, mm-hmm. that they're going to play 25 minutes a game, and if you can get one of those two guys out or both, then you're in great shape. Yeah. And Brindamore knows that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, and that's what they're trying to do. And that's seems to be, you know, I'm not big on the whole, you know, you got to be eye for an eye and all this other stuff. It's not the seventies, but I will say that when the Bruins have lost, they're getting, you know, they're getting targeted and they're, they're succumbing to the physicality. In, in recent years. And is that something that they have to address going forward? Because in 2011, I mean, I watched, I watched some highlights today just to get myself ready to go. Cause I wanted to feel a bit better about myself. <laughs> so I watched some 2011 playoff highlights and they did have some guys who were physical and tough, like tough mm-hmm. and didn't put up with any bullshit. You know what I mean? So there is something to that. The toughness piece that I think is lacking some, you know, and it's lacking, not, not some, it's lacking a lot on the, on the defensive end. Like they don't have, they don't have toughness and physicality on the defensive end. They don't like Brandon Kylo is a huge dude and he's not, he's not physical or tough or nasty at all. No, he can't do it. I mean, today when they had some someone, they were up against the sideboards, and and he was in the scrum. I think it was after McAvoy got that knee to knee thing, and Carlo ended up getting a penalty. I think he did, but he just kind of stood there and didn't have any like he's not barking at guys. He's not, he was just standing there, like he was just standing there, and he had his hand on someone or whatever, but he wasn't barking at guys. He didn't look pissed. Like he didn't. There was no like intimidation factor with it. He just kind of stood there, like he had to be there. And and that's you're seeing that a lot. Rizlik is tiny, 
you know, they just, they just don't have, you're right. They just don't have the guy that's just like, and Clifton is, you know, he's kind of a knucklehead, but he's not intimidating. No, so he's too small to be you know, intimidating. Like he'll yeah. run around and hit you. But like, he tried to do that later in the game. He tried to hit, I think, Trocek in the corner and he bounced right off him, fell on the ground. Like he was yeah, he on did, his yeah. ass the entire night. It know, seemed like yeah. every time I looked at Connor Clifton, he was fucking falling down. Uh, <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Him and Frederick were, we'll get to that later, but they went, they were awful. Uh, all right. Uh, Chirp uh, number three. What changes do you make for game three? Uh, Freddie has to come out. He has he to. Does. Jesus. Mary. Uh, and obviously ever. if Linda Holm can't go, I, I mean, I guess it's Riley. I mean, that's the logical choice against a, a, a fast team. Um, yeah, it has yeah. to be Riley. It can't be, it can't be Josh Brown. I mean, he would bring the physicality certainly, but <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know if he can add anything other than that. I know I mean, uh, the guy, he's just not good enough, but I'll tell you what, maybe you, uh, I, you're going to put Riley in. I mean, you, yeah. you have to, I mean, that's just, he's going to play the left side with Carlo. I would imagine I would take Freddie out. I would put Wagner in and I'd either bump Felino up. Or I'd put, you know, Wagner, whatever. Figure it out, third and fourth line. I yeah, do I, like the fourth line. So I don't know if I would, you know, it's hard to screw with that right now because they're actually decent. I would, I, yeah, they are. But I would put Felino on the third line and maybe he can, he can shit talk those other two enough to jumpstart them because right. they have been absolutely invisible. Both Smith and Coyle, like, did you do you hear the names called even once tonight? No, I no, I I have not heard Smith's name called. Like, and every time Coyle has a chance, like he he doesn't catch a puck, he doesn't he's he just doesn't make the play. And I don't know if it's confidence or if he's hurt. I think that I think a, a, one big problem with them is I think they're severely banged up. I think that, I think a lot of their guys are are hurt. Yeah, I mean, but, that, you know, but everybody's are. Yeah, so. everybody's. But I mean, they we did know like going into this, like they had a rot, real rough end of the season schedule. You know, whatever it was, a bunch of games in a short amount of days, um, you know, an older, an older team, you know, harder to recover, all those things, like playing a bunch of playoff teams. So you kind of had a feeling like this, that this might be, might happen, might be the way it went. Yeah, and I and I yes, that's very true. And we applauded them for getting through the schedule, but now I think it's catching up to them. And it's a terrible matchup. I mean, it's just bad. Yeah, it is. I mean, they, I'd rather have Tampa Bay or Toronto in there because it's just a bad matchup. It was it was from the beginning. The speed Carolina wants your ass because you beat them two years mm-hmm. you know, in the playoffs and eliminated them. I mean, they've been amped up for this, and it's and it's just not a good matchup. Uh, all right, number four, is NHL officiating getting worse? And I, I'll tell you, I, I don't think it can get much worse, and then I see a game like tonight. Like, it's the playoffs, dude, number one. And you're calling some really – there's just no rhyme or reason to what they're doing out there. Jake DeBrus gets a penalty for a one quick retaliation, two hands to the face – on a guy, that's it. That's all that happened on the McAvoy hit on the knee to knee. And he goes to the box literally two minutes later, Allmark makes a save and McAvoy is like punching guys in the face and there's a scrum in front and no one goes like, I, I don't get it. Like I, you don't send a brusque for that. That's a knee to knee hit that you, you know, that has intent. Probably you probably can't tell you don't call a penalty, but you have to understand as an official that there's going to be some retaliation for that. And it's about time the Bruins did it. Well, how does well, you call a penalty and how does Carlo catch a double minor on the hit on Lindholm? Like you, yeah. like if you're not going to call any penalty on that hit at all, 
which you know, right. fine, clean hit, whatever. But you, you know that yeah. somebody's going to retaliate. You have to. But know. you give them, you give them a double minor, and Svechnikov gets a single minor, and you put Carolina on the power play for that. Yeah. Like it's yeah. the play. Like you said, it's the playoffs. Like if you want to match it off, match it off, or right. don't call anything. Let him right. retaliate. Let Svechnikov stick up for himself, and then let's let's play. Like right. if you want to do I, that, that's like do that. The problem, and that, then that, you know, that's and that's part of the problem. And then late in the first, Kylo gets a, a retaliation penalty late in the first, and gives Carolina five on three to start right. the start the third period, and they and they right. score a goal, not on the they five score. on three, but on the on the back end of it. Yeah, so and you have no all, momentum, yeah. and all of a sudden you know, it's three yeah. one. Like it, that yeah. was that was all officiating. Carolina is yeah. one of the most penalized teams in the league, as well as the Bruins. Right. If you're gonna call shit like this like even it out or don't call it at all let them right. fucking play like it's the playoffs right. let them play the, the scrums unless someone does something egregious the scrum or 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 initiates it in some fashion should all be matched i mean yeah. there's scrums you know there's scrums and guys are stick, sticking up for the teammates so if the fans and media are bitching about the bruins not sticking up for for the teammates and then they do and then they get a bullshit call, right? You know, in an extra two minutes, that's 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 going to shy them away from doing it twice. Again. Happened twice. I mean, for God's sake, three times because it happened with the Bruss too on the McAvoy yeah. one. And they had three had three five on threes, Carolina. Like, yeah, for, yeah, Jesus. Um, all right, number five, folks. This is what non elite goaltending looks like. Okay, <laughs> we've had elite goaltending for fourteen years or so, whatever it is. And now you don't. So now it's it's pretty good. You know, it's pretty good, but it's not elite. So I I challenge you, even the Rask haters, I challenge you to go back and watch some of the highlights of the 11 team, 13 team, 19 team when Rask was uh, either Thomas or Rask was playing and see how they play and the goals that they uh, prevent and off of mistakes and all that stuff. It seems like the mistakes that the Bruins make go in the net, and it's happened quite a bit this year. It's the story and of the season. It really is. I know that. I know their numbers are, are good, pretty good, but there's those 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 you know goal preventing saves that they just don't seem to get at the right times, and you know what? They just don't have elite goaltending anymore. It's the story of the season. It's the story of yeah. the season all year long. That that's been their Achilles heel is whenever they make a mistake, it ends up in the net. And it's happened yeah. all year long. And it's still happening yeah. now. And yeah. like you said, that's what happens when you don't get illegal goaltending. You don't get the big save when you need it. And, right. you know, it ends up in your net. Now you're chasing the game. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's what's happened with either Swayman or Almark. And I get the people now who will say, put Swayman in. I probably would too. Put Swayman in there. See if you get a momentum change. But the two are interchangeable. They're not... He's not going to come out and stand on his head because they just don't have the elite goaltender anymore. So now you're going to have to be a little bit more disciplined in front of your net. You're going to have to clear some bodies in front of the net. You're going to have to not turn it over in your end because the puck's going to go in the net. And I think that that's a, that's a problem. And people will say, well, it's not the goaltending. It's really not the goaltending, but it doesn't help when the goaltending gives up a goal after you outshot them eight to two and one mistake happens and it's in the net, you know, that, that, that is a problem. 
you know, that, and then staying sharp when there's not a lot of pucks on you is part of the elite goaltending. Like you, you have to remain focused and make that big save when it presents itself. Um, all right. Number six, could it be a good thing overall if the Bruins get swept? Will it force significant changes? I don't think it's ever a good thing to get swept because it's fucking annoying as hell. Oh, it is. It's terrible. Especially it is, <laughs> it is, um, it is, but I think it will, um, I think it will force significant changes because as Sweeney's contract hasn't been renewed from, from by all accounts. So I think if they get swept or even lose in the first round, I think there's a good chance he's got, he's gone. He's done. Really? Yeah. Really? I think just uh, the loss in the first round will do it. I don't think they need to be swept out. I think a loss in the first round will do it. And it, and it's not trending in the right direction now, certainly. Um, right. And then if he's gone, you know, the new GM is going to want to come in and, and put his own coach in there. So, oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. So if, if that's the case, then I think you could see a full front office right. overhaul. Um, yeah. You know, we'll see what happens. But, um, yeah, I think, I think Sweeney's job is in jeopardy if they lose the series. No, oh, okay. Um, I, I, I just think that I just think they're going to keep Sweeney. Now, Cassidy could be a different thing. I, I didn't think Cassidy would be gone. I didn't think his job would be in jeopardy. But um, like we've said, there is a shelf life. And if they do get swept or do look pretty bad at the rest of the way here, then they may need a change in, in there. I do, I do think, honestly, that I think you might see Joe Sacco go. I think you might see the assistants shuffled around. Uh, that could be something that definitely happens because the power play has been terrible. Mm -hmm. It still remains terrible. It looks the same. <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on. It looks the same. The stupid cross-ice pass entry, you know, or have Pasternak dangle it in and flip it to a guy who's standing still just inside the blue line. I don't even know what that is. I don't even know what that is. But uh, it keeps happening. So I think the assistance may be in jeopardy for sure. As far as roster goes, you know, maybe you know, maybe finally they say, okay, now we really have to take a hard look at the roster. I mean, I know Neely said that a couple of years in a row, but now you really do. Like, so I don't, you know, I don't know. I, I think that uh, you're right, though. I'd rather them not get swept because that's never a good thing. Uh, all right, in uh, shirt, shirt number seven, prediction for game three. Bruins win uh, three to two in overtime. Wow, Okay. And you've been pretty right on with this thing. So, all right, we'll, we'll go with that. I am going to go, okay, Bruins 3-2 to two in overtime could be a momentum changer. Could be a series changer. You know, it really could be. I mean, an overtime hope so. win at home. I hope so. Could be. I, 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 because I hate know. the Canes so much right now at this very moment, I'm considering changing my pick to Bruins in seven just because I can't, I don't <laughs> want my prediction to come true uh, so much. That I yeah. really, I really, really, really want the Bruins to win this. Right. So my heart says Bruins in seven, but my head still says Kings in five. I, I, I'm going to go Bruins three to one. I think the Bruins are going to win this game. I know I thought I, I thought they would win the last game, this game tonight, but I really think they're going to come out and and really be resilient and give and be a little angry and give it give it all they have. I really do. I think they'll they'll band it together. They have two good, you know, the leadership's too good. Yeah. Well, you, I, I mean. Will. You you had Bruins in six, so you you need him to, you need him to run the table. So you're yeah, all in right now. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm right yeah. on it. I mean, this is this is this win here is going to catapult them to three straight wins. After three that. straight and, wins, momentum changer. Yeah, three straight yeah. wins. Let's push all the chips into the middle. 
Let's yeah. win some fucking games. Let's go. Let's you know, do it. I'll tell you what, though, an overtime win in, in game three and then, a, and then a game four where they come out and win like four to nothing would be outstanding. Like that would be like the ultimate response. It would be. Um, all right. Whipping boys time. We brought it back. <laughs> the final analysis is. <laughs> We brought it back for really <laughs> the worst reason. Yeah. And that's because the two of them were absolutely blue chunks. <laughs> they were uh, so bad in this game that we had to oh bring it God, back. Both of them. Both of them. And I saw that you added onto the agenda. Like you put it in there and I was like, I chuckled. Uh, Trent, Trent Frederick, I'm done with. Um, it's just what I thought. And what I've said on this podcast for weeks is that he just wouldn't be able to handle it against really good teams. He wouldn't be a factor. He would be neutralized. He does. He, he can't skate as well. He can't possess the puck. He's just roaming out there committing stupid penalties. Another dumb penalty that is just uncalled for a blatant interference where he just runs a guy from behind. Yep. Like, I just don't get what he's thinking after he's done it and been scratched for it in the past. Yeah, scratched, and he got benched in this game for um, a majority of the second. Yeah, and I'm surprised he got in there in the third, maybe because Bruce was like, I'm not going to get you know guys hurt because I can't I have to right. play a shorter forward. But um, just not good enough. He's not good enough. Uh, and uh, I, I, he shouldn't be in the playoffs again. I mean, he should be done. I, I agree with you. I, don't, I, I would much rather have Wagner in there hitting everything Absolutely. that moves for 12 minutes than, than Trent Frederick out there just doing dumb shit. So I'm, yeah. I'm, done, I'm done, too. I'm done. And I'm and I'm listening to people and I'm I'm watching people on Twitter say, "Well, oh, put Freddie in there to retaliate or to or to run a guy or to or to or to beat a guy." He he doesn't do that. Like he doesn't do that. He doesn't do it smartly. He doesn't do it much at all. He doesn't do what you think he does. No, nope. he doesn't. So nope. take your Freddie glasses off. because yeah. he doesn't do it, dude. No, he fought Tom Wilson once a long time ago. One time, a long he, time ago, and he hasn't done it. He hasn't really done it since. No, he's he, he. Who did he f- try to fight this year that he laughed in his face? Like Ovechkin, it's just like, tried to fight I mean, Ovechkin. Yeah, he tried to fight Ovechkin. Like, he just he just does it at the weirdest friggin' times. Like yeah. enough already. Yeah. So my whipping boy is Connor Clifton. He fell down three times on one shift, and then uh, <laughs> Carolina Carolina scored on a nice uh, uh, cross yeah. seam one timer to Jesper yeah. Fast. So he falls down going into the zone. Then he falls down, and then he knocks the puck into the corner. He goes into the corner. He falls down again. They battle for the puck, lose the puck, falls down, goes up, goes to the front of the net, doesn't cover anyone, leaves the seam open, and they score. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's brilliant. Nice job. Yeah. Then he yeah. tries to hit somebody else again later in the game. I think it was Trocek. Falls down again. Like, yeah, brilliant. Like I said, yeah. he's the best of what they have in the third, on, in the, on the right side. Like, you're not putting Josh Brown in. So he's the best of what they have. So he has to play. But no, God, no. If he's the third pair right D next year, I'm going to be angry. I'm going to be angry. I agree with you. I agree with you. I mean, I. You need an upgrade there. You need an upgrade. And and they need a physical, like I've said, they need a physical. The third pair next year needs to be physical and defensive oriented and a little nasty. Yeah. They need a little bit more. They need, they need McQuaid. They need that type of guy. We need to, yeah, we need to, Miller, yeah, we need to probably get into this more in the off season. That's a conversation for another day, but yeah, he's, yeah, uh, he's, he's not, he's not what, what 
I'm looking for right now, but no, you know, no, not at all. Not at all. All right. Beauties and benders. Uh, if there are any, uh, my three beauties, uh, all Carolina, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Rod Brindamore, Rod Brindamore has done a fantastic job with this group. They play excellent defensively and they still use their speed to be really potent offensively. Probably the most complete team out there when all is said and done. And he's done a, wonderful job they're the best penalty killing team as well mm-hmm. uh and he's navigated through this goaltending situation his third string goalies in there mm-hmm. and they're still they haven't changed the way they play and it hasn't affected them because of their good structure so good on him number two the hurricanes defense they don't allow anything at the high danger areas if there's ever a rebound it's cleared and it's taken away by them they the bruins cannot get inside as not nearly enough to get any action in front of a goalie who has no experience. Um, and the number one, Sebastian Ajo, is a terrific player. He's probably one of the most underrated players in the league. Hat trick tonight. Um, and he is um, playing the way you would want your top line center to play. I would agree with you on all, on mm-hmm. all of those things, mm-hmm. as much as it pains mm-hmm. me to say all yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so that's fun. Yeah. Um, my my beauties number three. I have alcohol because that because that, that's what I need to get through uh, yeah. the travesty that has been the Bruins playoffs up until this point. Mm-hmm. Number two, I have Charlie McAvoy. Um, stud bounced back after the collision with Svechnikov. Makes a mm-hmm. terrific cross cross crease. Uh, you know, point to the uh, to the far post pass to Bergeron for the second goal. Um, sure it is. Laid out Aho uh, late did. late in the third, okay. which was nice yeah. to see a Bruins player target some of their better players for a change. Um, mm-hmm. He's just you know he's playing really well. He's growing into a leadership role in this team. Um, he he's going to be the captain someday. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. And then my number one beauty is Patrice Bergeron. You know you need you need something from the team. The captain steps up, give you two goals. They kept fighting until the end. So mm-hmm. you could take that as a silver lining, maybe that, you know, he's going to try to lead them out of this and they're not going to quit. And uh, yeah. hopefully, you know, they, they can grab game three and it will change the momentum in the series in the Bruins' yeah. favor. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, all right, time for the Benders. My Benders, number three Bender, Brad Marchand. Face, you're a neo-maxi-zoom dweeby. I don't know. We're going on 15 games now or so where we just aren't seeing the same Brad Marchand, not the same conviction with the puck, um, not the same possession with the puck. Doesn't really seem to be, you know, playing aggressively with his shot. He's passing up shot pass shots and making extra passes. I, I know he's probably hurt. Uh, and, you know, on top of that, probably a little lack of confidence. He's not even that angry when guys, like he got into it a little bit with a goalie today and really didn't seem to be all that angry. He's, he kind of gave him a little slash and then there really wasn't much after that. He's so I, I, I'm not sure what's going on with him, but uh, a big reason why they're not, they're not, uh, you know, succeeding is because of Marsha. number two, David Pasternak. Face, you're a Neo Maxi zoom dweeby. Uh, pasta is just, um, you know, he, he this happens occasionally. He's almost a point per game player in the playoffs in his career, but this happens occasionally, especially against you know harder hitting. Although I don't even I don't even think Carolina as a whole 
is all that physical and not as much as Columbus was or St. Louis or the LA Kings or the heaviness, but he, he tends to back off some or not be as effective when it's more of a tight checking kind of game and he hasn't been very good uh, and they need him to be much better and they need to be him to be the player at home that he usually is. And hopefully that happens this weekend. Uh, and then number one, Trent Frederick. Face, you're a Neo Maxi Zoom dweeby. He blows. All right, your turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My three benders, I'll start with number three, uh, Andre Shvetchnikov. Face, you're a Neo Maxi Zoom dweeby. We talked about it a little bit before, but he single handedly tried to take out the Bruins' top D pair tonight. Uh, succeeded with Lindholm and uh, mm-hmm. tried to take McAvoy out on a knee on knee, uh, intentional or unintentional, not sure. Uh, but it looked like he could see him. Uh, so, you know, you're a, you're a bender because I don't like you mm-hmm. and you're talented. Uh, number two, Craig Smith. Face, you're a Neo Maxi Zoom dweeby. Don't think I heard his name called once during the game tonight or Monday. So he is uh, shockingly absent, and they need much more from him and from that line in general. And on that note, number one, Charlie Coyle. Face, you're a neo-maxi-zoomed dweeby. Just need more from them. Uh, just need more. They, they've been non-existent. Haven't been, had really many chances at all. Coyle's a big guy. I mean, drop your shoulder and take the goddamn puck to the net, Charlie. Yeah. You're you're a big guy, yeah. You know, take yeah, the puck to yeah. the net. He just yeah. I mean, he's don't hold it on the boards. Force your way into the middle with the puck. Throw yeah. it, throw it on the goalie, and then go get a rebound. Just yeah. You have to bull your way to the front of the net. You're a big yeah. guy. Get pucks there, and then crash. Yeah. You need more I mean, from him. Need more from that line. Yeah, absolutely. All right. First round continues. Friday night, May the sixth. Game three. At Boston at TD Garden, uh, and hopefully a win to get back into the series for the Bruins. We had a poll this week, and before Bruce Cassidy announced the goalie for Game 2, we said who should be in net for Game 2. And Linus Olmark got 79% of the vote and Swayman 21%. But I am of the thought that I think you're going to see Swayman in Game 3. I agree. I think Swayman will get in in Game 3. Not really any fault of all marks. I didn't think any of the goals really were particularly terrible tonight. It just, no. you know, they needed big save. I mean, one of them was a tip, you know, a couple power play goals. Like, you know, yeah. there wasn't anything like you were like, oh, that shouldn't have gone in. But at the right. same time, you know, you need saves. And yeah. you're not getting them. And Carolina scored, you know, <laughs> at least five goals in all the games. Is that true? Yeah, I mean, it's every, five oh, except five to two. Yeah, well, except uh, three the, the regular, yeah, yeah it's three nothing yeah. the regular season. But other than that, right. I mean, it's what twenty five to three now. Twenty six to twenty six to four. Twenty six to four. Yeah, yeah. So twenty six to four. Uh, you need some kind of change, so you might as well see what Soyman can do. Yeah, yeah, and you know what I noticed about Almark? He doesn't seem to go side to side. Like it even happened in game one on the third goal by Teravinen. Like he comes with his arm and stick in like this chicken wing thing instead of like sliding across and trying to make that save, you know, on the, on the, on the kind of the one timer. Mm-hmm. He doesn't seem to, and he also, when he goes down, he doesn't get up very quickly. Like he, one, one of the goals, he just laid on his stomach. 
and the puck's laying there, like it's laying there. And he, instead of just hopping up to his knees or something, and it, the puck just laid there, and then someone just in an aho just kind of just batted it in. He just laid on his stomach like a wet fish. So I don't, I don't know. There's some some of that with him, but you know, all all in all, he's he's fine. He was yeah. a fine goalie. Yeah. But uh, they they need a momentum change in some fashion. Yeah. Um, hey, rate and review for charity one dollar to the Bruins Foundation for every rate and review on Apple or any rating on Spotify. Go to insidetherink.com for Bruins Benders merchandise. Uh, give us a follow on Twitter at Bruins Benders. We do game updates. We'll do it again Friday night, and then we'll be back on after the game for Game 3 recap, and hopefully it'll be a better result because right now Bruins outscored 10-3, to down two games to none, have not beaten the Carolina Hurricanes all year long. Doesn't look promising. But there's always Friday night. Go Bruins! Here we go, Bruins. Here we go. Bow, bow. <laughs>